December 13th, 2023. We're in Masechet Bava Kamandaf, Het Amud Aleph. We're seven lines from the bottom, two words before the end of the line where the Gemara says, Hacha B'maya Askinan. This morning's class is dedicated by Abraham Cohen in honor of his uncle, Stanley Cohen. If you recall, the Gemara's context at this point is where an individual bought from a person who has all sorts of debts. Uh, so uh, the situation I reconstructed yesterday was that AB buys from me at a point where I have a lot of debts. I owe someone for the damage that I caused them. I owe someone I'm divorced and and as a result I owe the ketubah. And I owe someone because I took a loan from them. Now AB in buying everything that I own as a result is since I already had those debts in place, he's the one who's gonna be responsible for paying them back. Now, naturally, I don't have any money. If I had money, I have to pay them back with whatever money I have remaining. I've hit bankruptcy, and as a result, I don't have a dime to pay with. AB's gonna have to pay based on the things that he acquired from me. Now, AB afterwards, of course, will turn to me and say, well, now you owe me. Down the line, as I make money, I'll have to pay back AB. But in collecting from AB, all of these debtors, uh, the Nizikin and the person who's owed the loan and the woman who's owed the kituba, they show up at AB's door in order to uh, get uh, what they're owed from me. That's the situation. Now, the Beraita told us under such circumstances, AB pays them back, each one based on what they're owed, which means to say the Nizikin, we're already familiar with these words, get Idit, quality one land. The Baalhov, the person who's the debtor in the traditional sense, gets Benonit. He bought that from me as well. And lastly, the Ketubati Shashi gets the Ziborit. Now, the Gemara interpreted and understood that AB bought those lands from me. This is the last and important detail uh, to hit off what we're up to here in the Gemara. He bought them from me not in one document, not at one point. He acquired my entire estate. He bought them three separate acquisitions, at least, over the course of at least three days, which means to say there's a sequence, uh, the first uh, purchase and the second purchase and the third purchase. It's at that point that the Gemara is a little bit disturbed because the Gemara can't understand if that's the case that he bought them separately from me, it shouldn't be that each person lines up to get that which they're owed, each person should line up and get whatever the last acquisition was, right? In other words, when he buys something from me, at each point, that's the way it works, that someone buys whatever's left over, and it's known as binehorin, with the original owner, is the place where the debtors can first collect from. As a result, his first acquisition, whatever he bought first, is the most secure. The second thing he bought is less secure. The third thing he bought is where everyone should line up and initially take from. If there's nothing left, then they turn to the second acquisition. If there's nothing left, then they turn to the first acquisition. The Gemara in turn is bothered why did everything work out? Why are we uh, making it that everyone gets exactly that which they're owed? Why doesn't everyone instead go in the order that we're used to, starting with the things that were purchased last by AB, moving up to the things that were purchased first? The Gemara, as a result, answered, The case must be that AB, in buying from me, it might be silly, but that's what he did. In the scheme of things, it's not silly, the Gemara will tell us. He buys Edith, he buys the high, highest quality land last. Uh, so 
So making it up, he first buys Ziborit from me, and then he buys Benonit, and his last acquisition, his last buying from me is Edit, highest quality. Says the Gemara, that didn't help us all that much. That only made things more difficult. If that's the case, If that's the case, should come all the debtors should be able to arrive at Abi's poor at Abi's door and say to him, "Viligvume idit." Oh, we are owed idit, the highest quality land. He says, "The highest quality land? What are you talking about? You're Ketubatisha, You get lowest quality." She says, "But I did my research. The last land that you bought, which is the freest land, it's the latest to have a lien on it. It's the latest to be connected to you. It was the last to be connected to my former husband. Well, that's idit. Why don't they get to collect from idit?" Answers the Gemara because Abi can and should respond to them and whether he actually responds or not as I told you Rosh says that Bedin responds for him we can say in such a circumstance and uh, that's what the Rosh will write on a later segment of the Gemara, but furthermore, Abi can manipulate the situation by saying shaklitu. He says, if you keep quiet, he says to the debtors who are bothering him and at his door, and you take, shaklitu means to take, kidinaihu, according to your law, in other words, nizak, okay, I'll give you your edit, shaklitu, take, if not, the ilo, the threat that Abi has in his back pocket is if you don't take, <coughs> based on your uh, bottom line law, your letter of the law uh, uh, situation, I will return the lowest quality land in document either just the document, Tosafot, or actually redo, reverse the deal, go back to Harari and say to him, I'm no longer interested in the Ziborit, I want to sell it back to you, I'll sell it back to you at a premium, but at the very least, I now avoid these debtors collecting. That's the threat. Now, if he were to do so, it means that the original person who owes the money, i.e. Avi Harari, now owes everyone from the land that remains in my possession. What land remains in my possession? Ziborit. Ab by threatening them to do so, they say, "Okay, okay, all right, we got it. We'll take as you told us, and they'll go forward the from there." The Isha is the only one who's not threatened. The Isha is the only one who's not really threatened because she's getting ziborit anyway. Yeah. No, the only land that the debtors are collecting from from Ab are the lands that he bought from me. He doesn't become me in the entire, in the full sense. He becomes me if he's... He had other low quality. Doesn't matter. That's out the picture. Yeah. Because each one, when we imagine it as separate buyers, each buyer says, I left, I left land with the original owner. In other words, the land I bought had less, had less liabilities, had less risk to it. I made certain the original owner still had land so that the debtors, if they exist, or I know they exist, were going to collect from him and not from me. Good. Who sold? 
The one owes. One person owes three people. He sold. Okay. Yes. And he has nothing left. Good. They come to collect. The first thing they should... Because the guy, they try to go to the Benonit person, the Benonit person says, wait a second, when I bought this land, the original owner was still in possession of land. That's called Benechorin. You have to collect from Benechorin before you take from uh, Mishur Badim. They, so the, the Sevara is even with one person, the Gemara is suggesting, we should recreate it within one person. If it was three separate purchases, we're going to follow the same rules. You're right, technically speaking, the logic doesn't add up the same way, but it does still, because we'll say that the person reasoned to himself that only the last land was going to be the biggest risk. My earlier lands I'm actually holding on to. It's only the final land that I bought or whatever. As I went along, there was more risk. It was the person thinks that way as he buys it, realizing I left something well, with him. I left something. Again, but even if it's a set, what I'm saying is, or, or three separate purchases, that's right. Because if it's one buyer, you could, still, you could still make the logic. You could still claim that I bought initially realizing the guy had left over. I bought second time realizing the guy had left over and so on and so forth, which means I realized my liability is most pronounced on the last purchase. Something along those lines. Well, anyway. Let's say somebody lent this guy money, you can't pay back. It says, okay, take this lend so he acquires the land via forgiveness of debt, let's say. Then he takes the middle land. It's the same process. So he keeps forgiving debt, and in turn, he's getting property from this borrower. One more time. I owe money. Let's I don't have the money to pay back. Yeah. Let's say I lend you money. You lend me money in order to pay back? No, I lend you money. You okay. Do so I owe you money. You owe me money. I come to you and say, all right, I have to pay. You say, I can't pay. Now take this money from me. I said, okay, fine. I'll take that land. This is Ibori. Then I do the same with the Benoni, and then the same with the Idit. Is that any different than a, a purchase? No, but you're taking that. I'm paying you back with that land. That's your land now. What do you so, mean? But then there's okay. the is that all on the three contracts, or is that? But how does that? Because you really decide I want to buy this land. You got the But it's now it's now rightfully yours. What do you mean? And I owe you someone else. I'm not just owe somebody else. Exactly. I owe someone else. So then, if you were, the, it's the same thing. It's, same thing. it's a transaction. If you were first in line, you're going to hold on to it. If he was, he's going to go and he's going to grab it from you. All right. Says the Gemara. If this is the case, the Gemara questions. If this is the case, which means to say, well, we just resolved. We just explained why when they come to collect from AB, AB gets to say to them, all right, you take uh, Ziborit and you take Benonit and you take Idit because otherwise he's got that threat in his back pocket. He'll say to them, I'll return to Harari, the star, the document for Ziborit. I'll even uh, maybe close the deal and I'll sell him back Ziborit. Wait a second, says the Gemara. If that's the case, why can't AB manipulate even for Nizikin. What do I mean by even for Nizikin? Someone shows up and says, hey, Abi, you owe me because uh, Harari's uh, ox gored mine. And he says, ooh, I have to give you, I have to give you Aidit. He says, you know something? I'll give you Benonit. You give me Benonit, you owe me Aidit. Harari was gonna pay me Aidit. 
Listen, you take Ben Onit, we have a deal, we'll shake on it right now. Otherwise, you see this document for Edith, I'm going to sell it back to Harari, I'm going to give it back to him. Why doesn't he have that threat in such a situation? Do you follow? One more time, the Gemara is questioning in this sort of situation, why, no, why don't you give, yeah, Ziborit, Mechila, Mechila, Mechila. Why doesn't he give the Ziborit back to me, the same threat, and by, excuse me, and that same threat will effectively threaten the guy who's owed money because Harari damaged him to collect only Benonit. Why is the Gemara only asking this by Nizikin? Why isn't the Gemara asking this by Baal Chov? Why doesn't the Gemara ask this by Baal Chov as well? Make the threat. Um, so, uh, okay, I mean, Rashi questions this. Again, in other words, the Gemara's quite, we'll, we'll address it in a moment, but the Gemara's question over here is, Why don't we as well, or why doesn't AB as well, threaten the Nizikin people to say, you should collect only Benonit and not Ziborit, excuse me, and not Edit. Why don't you collect Benonit and not Edit? I'll throw back, I'll threaten you right now. You collect Benonit, Shalom Al Yisrael, we'll check on it. Otherwise, I'll give back the Ziborit to Harari, and in which case, in which case, that's what you'll need to collect. So to Rashi, in Dibur, Same thing. If, if your argument, Jared, we addressed in Tosafot, because if your argument is true, then Nizikin has no lien, then this whole business, that, then, then they shouldn't be able to collect from AB at all. No, but Nizikin has a lien that's, that's started just, just... From the time of the Nizikin, from the time of the Baal Ha, from the whatever it is. Imagine it's a year later. I mean, what I, I don't know. It's, yeah, 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 I said it wrong. Yeah, I said it wrong. No, no, no. In other words, you say to the Nizikin, collect Benonit, or I will return the Ziborit to Harari. But if you return the Ziborit to Harari, couldn't he get stuck with Ziborit? Absolutely. Therefore, I say to you, you want a deal? I'll tell you, collect from Benonit. So, so, so. But if he says Benonit, okay, that's right, that's right. But in other words, I'll threaten you Benonit and you'll take Benonit, just as good, just as good. Uh, Rashi, Rashi questions over here, what do, you, what do you mean? The other guy bought three, three pieces of land, what is this guy? Same thing, same case, same case. AB bought all three pieces of land from me. To the Nizikin person, he can he should be able to. Rashi in Dibura Matchil Benizakin Name. If you skip down about eight nine lines, the last word in the line says Velo Parich Mi Baalhov, and the Gemara is not questioning. What about Baalhov? Demai Lemale. What can and should he say to the Baalhov? In other words, AB the threat. The Gemara is questioning. Why doesn't AB say, uh, you know something, Mr. Nizikin, if you take Benonit, fantastic. Otherwise, I'm going to give back to Harari Benonit, or certainly Ziborit. Why didn't the Gemara ask the same question by Baal Chov? He turns to the Baal Chov person and says, listen, you'll accept Ziborit? Fantastic, we'll shake on it now. Otherwise, I'll give to Harari the Ziborit, and you'll have to take the Ziborit. Why didn't the Gemara ask it like that as well? And the answer, we'll read it in Rashi in a moment, is quite simple. is because what's the choice in that situation? of the Baal Chov. The Baal Chov could say, uh, I have a choice over here. Either I shake on it and you give me Bezi Borit, or 
Uh, you take me out, I take you up on the threat. In other words, the threat is the exact same thing that we're going to end with over here. What's the claim of the Baal Chov in this moment? The Baal Chov is, is looking at Abi and says, uh, can I have Benonit? Abi says, no. He says, why not? He says, I'll, I'll give you Ziborit. He says, oh, and I didn't really want Ziborit. He says, that's right, there's no other opportunity. He says, if you don't take Ziborit, I'm going to give Ziborit to Harari. That's it. So the Baal Chov has one option. He'll say to him, all right, let me see you do it. Let me see you pull that off, Abi, because I know Harari's not going to take it. When I see, the threat is, 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 a, is a threat. It's, well, it's a real threat, but the point is, in this moment, I say, I don't have another option. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to shake on it and tell you Ziborit right now. I'll say to you, when you give it back to Harari, I'll take Ziborit. In the meantime, I'm waiting for my Benonit. That's in contrast to, and this is why we said Ziborit by the, the Nizikin. By the Nizikin, they're making a deal. A.B. saying to him, collect Benonit now, or I'll return Ziborit. Oh, I have something to lose. That's what Rashid speaks out. So, what's that? Absolutely. That's, that's why we're not questioning. It was not a question by the woman. We didn't. Uh, she's only asking by Baal by Isha. She only gets Ziborit anyway. There's no threats. He's not manipulating anything. Says Rashid, "Velo parich mi Baal male." What would he say to him? Isha klid Ziborit. If you'll take Mr. Baal Chov, Ziborit lowest quality land. Shkol, take it. Viilo. If not, mehaderana shtara lemare. I'll give back the star, the, the document of Ziborit to Harari. Vitishkol mine, and you'll take from him. Mase amar le the Baal. Alhov, the debtor, can say to Abi, okay, Amalehai, he will say to him, when you give it back. All right, I'll wait for that. No problem, maybe. That's what you that's your threat? I'm waiting. You either pay me ban on it or go close the deal with Harari. And it's not a threat. Because now as well, Ziborit all you want to pay back is lowest quality land. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't like it either. I'm just telling you, within the system, there is manipulation to be had. But but how are you going to close it? Ultimately speaking, when he gives, we're going to close that deal. We're not going to allow her to. Says the Gemara, Ela, rather the case the, the from the fact that the Beraita did. Assume, again, in the situation, back to where we started the day and ended the day yesterday, where A.B. bought all three of my lands from me in three separate contracts, and we were therefore suggesting that the reason each one of them takes according to their deen, Zibori to the Ketubat Isha, Benoni to the Baal Chov, Idit to the Nizikim, the reason it played out like that is because he has this threat, says the Gemara, if he has that threat, so then he shouldn't be paying anyone Idit, he shouldn't pay the Nizikim Idit, he should be able to threaten them, you know something? We can't, we have to change the reality over here because that threat, which A.B. could and would have, he should be able to pull on the Nizikin and from the fact that the Beraita says he can't, the Beraita says he has to pay Nizikin with Eidit, the case must be a little bit more complicated. And the case must be Be'yatmeh. Uh, says the Gemara, uh, the case must be we're dealing with the original, oh, I hate to kill myself, but the original uh, guy who owes the money has already kicked the bucket. He died. Uh, what do you want me to, at least it was me. It wasn't one of you, right? He died. And as a result, the only people to revert back to when A.B. says, you know something, I'm going to pay, I'm going to give this back to the original guy, is the children, Yatme. 
the orphans. Children, the way it works is, if their father didn't leave them land, they never have obligations with regards to paying back with land. Mitaltilin, the Gemara says, furthermore, or the fact that the father left his children with money or with, uh, with jewelry, none of that is pay, you don't pay back with. Only land if the father, and this is learned elsewhere, and elsewhere, and that uh, when the father left land with his children, okay, if the children have land in their hand, they pay back with that land. But in this situation, the original guy, the Harari, has no land left. He's also not alive any longer. So you're turning to Abi and you're saying, I want to collect. A.B. doesn't have the threat in this situation. Why doesn't he have the threat? What's his threat? I could give it to the kids. The kid's going to take the land. It's new land for them. It's not land they inherited from their father. As a result, they wouldn't have to pay. The case must be we're dealing with orphans. Which literally means they are not people of paying back. Now, it doesn't really mean they're not paying back. They don't pay back if they don't have land that they inherited from their father. And as a result, the shi'bud, the lien, is on he himself, meaning on Abi. Therefore, he doesn't have any threat at all. Wait a second, but if that's the case, we're still stuck. So now, one more time, we're suggesting that that second case, or the first case, First case in our Beraita, which was talking about where I sold all my, all my fields to AB in three separate contracts. What's the halakha? Everybody needs to line up and collect as they are owed. Wait a second, why is that so? Why don't they take from the last thing that AB bought? So we said the reason is because AB has that threat. AB will say, I'm going to give back the Ziborit. But now that we question that, we say, what about Nizikim? We say, oh, the case must be there's nobody to give it back to. If there's nobody to give it back to, I'm back to square one. Why is everybody lining up and taking whatever they deserve? Everybody should have to take the last land that AB bought. And if the last land that AB bought was Edit, lucky Ketubatisha, lucky Baalchov, they're now going to get Edit. We're stuck in the Gemara right now. We don't know how to explain that halakha. That's what we said. The Beraita explicitly told us so. We're wondering why is that so? Says the Gemara, Ela Mishum de Amar Lehu. Rather, this is the reasoning. And it's a very nice logic and reasoning over here for AB. Let's remember AB's situation and a little bit take into account what was maybe bothering Judah earlier. The halakha over here is that the reason, the reason, generally speaking, we have this lean and last person, last buyer collecting from him first is in order to help the buyers. That's the point, right? I'm a buyer, I want to be able to say that when I bought my land, I have protection. It's not going, even though I know the guy I bought it from has a, has a debt, I know I left land with him and as a result they'll collect from there and so on and so forth. In this situation, um, AB <laughs> bought all of my land. Abi owns everything I owned. Unfortunately, I'm no longer in this world, but he owns everything I owned, right? Now, as he bought each of those lands, we say, all right, we're going to help you out, Abi. We're going to make sure first land, any land left with Harari, they're going to collect from Harari. And not from you. That's, that's B'nai Hurim versus B'nai uh, Mishra'u Badim, and so on and so forth. He now owns all the lands. Now you're going to come to Abi and going to say, Abi, the last land you bought was Edith, highest quality. Oh, we're all going to collect from Edith. You say, what are you talking about? This whole system, this whole enterprise was to help me, 
Right? The whole thing was to help the buyer that when I buy and I do my due diligence and make certain that there's still lands that the person who sold to me in his possession so that I'm protected. I bought everything. You're going to tell me I'm going to suffer based on a takana, an establishment of the rabbis, which was purposed for my good? You know something? I don't want that takana. Well, you don't want that takana. I don't want that. The whole concept was from the rabbis or from the rabbinic um, monetary system, commercial system, in order to help the buyer. Over here, the buyer says, I own everything, and this takana is only hurting me. Why is it only hurting me? Because now I bought Edith last. Ah, Harari wouldn't part with his Edith. I wanted to buy it earlier. I knew he was sick. I knew he was ending his days. I didn't want to get stuck in this situation. I didn't have a choice. But I figured I bought it last, and I'll pay back with the cheapest land. Anything that is owed, that he owes. In such a situation, he should be able to waive the rights of this takanat hachamim, of this establishment of the rabbis. That's what the Gemara says. Says the Gemara, Ela mishum de'amar lehu, rather because A.B. will say to the debtors, and keep in mind, they're knocking on his door and they're saying, hey A.B., we know you bought from Harari last land, Edith. We want Edith. He says, you know, go, go fly a kite. They say, what do you mean? That's the law. He says, Why is it? Ta'ama means the reasoning. What's the reasoning that the rabbis established that when there's land, which is, I told you these expressions more than once, literally means free land, land without a lien on it. How come the rabbi said that if the seller or the debt, the person who owes the debt still has free land, land without a lien on it, you take from that land first instead of the land that was bought, mishum takanta didi, says Abi, that was takanta didi, didi means mine, that was my own takana, the rabbis were trying to help me. You know something? Ana, I, says Abi, beha takanta, lani hali, lani hali, I'm not comfortable with that, I don't want it. I waive the rights to that assistance from the rabbis. The whole concept of taking from B'nai Chorin, from land first, which doesn't have the lien on it, or which has the lien on it last, in the terms of being sold last, was in order to help me as the buyer over here, it's going to hurt me. I own all of Harari's land, I waive the rights to that, I'll step into his shoes and I'll pay you back with you what you deserved. Go ahead. Why is that protecting the buyer? It's also protecting the lender. The concept, you're right, the concept of a lien helps the, the lender. Right. The concept of we take from the land that doesn't have a lien before right. the land that has a lien helps the buyer. And that's what we're focused on, right? Aha, uh -huh. so the Gemara now, that's a great question, says Jesse, it's a takanat hachamim, uh, it's in place. The Gemara brings proof for this. The Gemara says, Kidirava, I'm sorry, give me one sec, Judah, says the Gemara, Kidirava, this accords with Rava's statement, who elsewhere made such a claim. If there's a takanat hachamim, which is to help a person, an individual, that person, if they're in a situation where they don't need it, can waive the rights. For example, the Amarava, Kol HaElmer, any person who says, Efshi b'takanat hachamim, I don't need, I'm not interested in the takanat hachamim. Again, this doesn't mean I don't need netilat yadayim hasu shalom. It means in a financial circumstance where they were out to help me, I don't need it, you're allowed to waive that. Kegon zo, Rava in context said, for example, this one, shum'inlo. We listen to that individual, they can waive the rights to the rabbinic assistance. What's kigonzo? My kigonzo, again, the Gemara now asked the question of Jesse implicitly. Well, one second, so the Gemara 
implicitly asked the question of, of, of Jesse. You could do that? And the answer is, yeah, Rava said you could do it. Rava said, for example, this. Now, we're, we're quoting Rava. Uh, we played a recording. And Rava says, if you want to do that, for example, this, you can do so. What's, for example, this? So Abi says, it's our situation. It's not our situation. Rava said it elsewhere. What situation did he say it in? In an altogether different one, but you'll see the, the, the parallel. Part of the Tenaim, this is Ketubot Daf Mem Zayin for sure, this is part of the Tenaim, the conditions of marriage, is that a wife, any of her ma'asei adayim, any of her, um, any, any of the labor that she does and brings in money goes to the husband. Why does it go to the husband? Because it's a condition. The condition which is initially stipulated is, rabbinically speaking, he needs to sustain her, needs to give her food. That's called mizonot. She gives him ma'asei adayim if she's successful or unsuccessful. Anything she makes goes to him. And his responsibility is to provide food, to make sure that there's food for the household. What if, uh, a beautiful situation, mashallah, the woman opened up a baked goods or, I don't know, a clothing store, and she's, uh, she's flourishing, or she got a high education, she's got a fantastic job, she's just doing fantastically. She's making millions of dollars, and she says, I, I don't, I don't want to share this money with the husband. I don't need your food. She's able to waive the rights over there to his food sustenance, and as a result, hold on to her income. That's an example exactly parallel to our situation. The takana was for the woman, the takana over here is for the buyer, and such a situation, the same way Rav Huna said the woman could waive the rights of, again, mizonot in place of ma'ase yadayim, so to over here, A.B. could waive the rights of, take from the latest mishobad, the latest leaned land first, I'd rather it not be that way, that's hurting me over here, as opposed to helping me. Judy, you had a question? I'm sorry. I mean, I could find logic for it because it goes as follows. The person who's coming to collect, for argument's sake, Nizikin, uh, I'm coming to collect from you and you owe me Idit, uh, but you already sold your Idit to AB. I now have to collect from you whatever you have. You have Ziborito Benonit, that's not fair. I should say, I want to collect from AB. We're protecting AB by saying, even though you bought land that's right. That's not indeed a society. I don't know if you understand what I do, but look. The Gemara said that, uh, you're right, in other words, over there the Gemara says if you, uh, that you already sold your Eidit. But yet, no, no, no. That's right, but go, go with it for a second with me. Any of the three or four interpretations in the Gemara, notwithstanding. The point is in that situation, I would rather, as the collector, as the person who's owed the money, take from Abi. I don't get to take from Abi. The question of those two beraitot that we saw, Stiran, that Zainamud Bet, Haytamud Aleph, is do I take from what's remaining with you higher or what's remaining with you lower? But Lema'ase, I don't take from whatever you sold to Abi. Why don't I take whatever you sold to AB? Because we're protecting AB. You need a takanat hachamim in that situation. Otherwise, I should claim that's what I'm rightfully owed. 
provided that it's the market value in order to make things simple and it's your highest value, obviously, right? In such a situation, I should be able to collect from him. It's illogical, so to speak, you know, as you're saying, it's, it's pashut, it's not pashut in such a situation that AB should be off the hook. I, as the person who's owed the money, should claim I get to take from AB. Takanat hachamim is, we help the buyer and as long as the seller has something remaining, that's where any of the debtors are going to collect from. That's the statement over here in the Gemara. So, True, it's the concept over there, but listen to the concept. I'll tell you why it's, why it's quoted over here. It's quoted just for the following concept, that when the rabbis made an establishment known as a takana in order to help a person financially, that person, if they say, I'm not being helped, I don't need that establishment. It's not an establishment which is rigid and in place. So in the case of the woman, nothing to do with debtors. It has to do with her rights, my rights and obligations. I need to give my ma'asei adayim, whatever I made to my husband, and in turn I get food. I'm not interested, I'm successful or not, I waive it. So too over here, AB waves it and is able to waive That they collect from b'nei chorin, from lands that are left. Correct. They, they collect. The takana is they take from the last stuff and whatever's free the longest, and you say, I'm not interested in that takana. Exactly. Okay, says the Gemara, just beginning this next line over here, Peshita. The Gemara begins with the word Peshita. It means, what well, the initial clause, the initial statement is simple. Obviously, we'll make it to more, more complicated things. Machar lokeach benonit viziborit vishier idit lefanav. So again, the following clause is somewhat simple. If the lokea, oh, this is interesting. Here's how it goes. AB bought from me. Now, AB, who's the lokea, sells Benonit and Ziborit. He bought three quality lands from me, and, and I owe money, and he sells quality two and quality three, but he's holding on to still Idit, highest quality. Everybody will come to Abi and they'll collect from his Idit. Why are they going to collect from his Idit? Because that's his last, last held on to land, right? In such a circumstance, he can't make any claims of I'm going to return something, I'm going to do this. He doesn't own anything else. All he has is Idit. In such a situation, A.B., who bought these lands from me, and the last one that he bought from me is the Idit, the buyers who come collect from the Idit, it's the last one he bought, and he can't make the threat of, I'm going to return something, and in turn, the debtors all get to collect from whatever's remaining with, what's that? Why? But one second, why would they, we might go to the next party, but why are we going to go to the next party? It's not because of you, per se, it's, that it's the last thing you bought. The last thing, meaning the thing that is edit, as a result, that's the item which is going to be collected from first. Gets no, sir. She's lucky over here. A.B. made a, stup- a, a silly uh, business mis- a mistake over here. He shouldn't have sold his Benonit and Zibori. He should have held on to it until all the debts were paid up. All right, we'll continue with this tomorrow.